LeeTDickey.com. We're talking Springfield's top family, The Simpsons. I review The Simpsons Season 32, Episode 12, Dairy Queen, right now. Okay, wait, what's going on, everybody? Lee Dickey here. Just wanted to insert, edit a little note. I know throughout this episode, I keep saying Dairy Queen. It's actually Diary Queen, season 32, episode 12 of The Simpsons, this review. Now, I'm going to apologize for it because I kept looking at the title and my mind kept going Dairy Queen, Dairy Queen. And of course, this episode is about Edna Krabappel's diary. It's my fault. I kept mistaking Diary Queen for Dairy Queen. Maybe I just had ice cream on the mind. I'm not sure. Just couldn't uh, get the title right. So if you hear Dairy Queen, I'm just going to put this edit in here. It's Diary Queen. And that's the name of the episode. So again, my apologies. But uh, still, enjoy the episode and let's get to it right now. All right, so The Simpsons Season 32, Episode 12, Dairy Queen. Before we get into why I am talking about specifically this episode, allow myself to introduce myself. I am Lee Dickey, comedian, actor, producer, reviewer, and massive fan of Edna Crabapple. I'm pretty sure someone in the comments is going to scream at me and say it's Crabapple. Yes, I know, that is a funny ha-ha thing. It's called a joke, kids. Thank you for tuning in to a new episode of Lee Dickey TV. I'm probably going to throw this up on the Beats and Speaks podcast as well. So please do subscribe here to Lee Dickey TV on YouTube. Visit my official website, LeeTDickey.com. Follow the fun on social media and subscribe to both my podcasts, the Beats and Speaks podcast, and Yo Nostalgia. Remember to leave us a review and a five-star rating if you would, please. And thanks. Now that all the housekeeping is out of the way, Let's get into my review of The Simpsons, Season 32, Episode 12, Dairy Queen, right here and right now. So I want to get into why I specifically want to talk about The Simpsons, Season 32, Episode 12, Dairy Queen. It serves as a tribute to Marsha Wallace and Edna Krabappel, the character, as Marsha Wallace was the voice of Edna Krabappel from the second episode of the series in January of 1990, right up until about sometime in season 25, so 2013, 2014. I'm not sure when her last episode aired, um, as Marsha Wallace herself passed away, I think, in October of 2013 at the age of 70. So I have no idea when her last episode actually was recorded and or aired. Um, they actually use archival recordings of Marsha Wallace as Edna Krabappel for this episode, which is kind of cool. I actually like this. Now, to be fair, I haven't watched The Simpsons on a continuous basis since about 2003. That's season 14, okay? I'm as old as the show. Hell, I'm older than the show by, you know, almost a year. But it's like, I grew up with the show, and to be honest, as much as I love The Simpsons, I don't love it that much to keep watching it, so I haven't watched it all that much on a continuous basis since about season 14, which would have been 2003, okay? Uh, but I made an exception and wanted to watch this episode just because it is it serves as a tribute to Marsha Wallace and Edwin Krabappel, and I just think that's really cool. So the episode starts out with a musical number, basically all the... Of course, I'm skipping the couch gag and the opening credits. We all know how those go. But uh, it starts out with a musical number, and basically the entire town of Springfield is sort of, I guess, gearing up for the annual Ned Flanders garage sale, or yard sale, sorry. 
So musical number, the entire town is like, I'm going to get whatever, you know, Flanders worldly possession today. And Flanders is too nice, but he's going to give in and give me whatever object for whatever I say, maybe a dollar or whatever. Um, so the entire town goes into like this musical number, which I think is really cool. It's kind of weird, just everybody frolicking and dancing everywhere. Uh, so the, you get to this Flanders yard sale and there comes a point here where Flanders is a bit dejected and a bit upset when he realizes that basically he's selling his worldly tchotchkes, if you will, to the town folk, but they're treating them like crap. They're just, they're not treating them well. They're basically destroying them as soon as they get them. Like, Lenny and Carl have sweaters that uh, Ned no longer wears, and then they just start unraveling them, and then the bullies uh, from The Simpsons, Jimbo, Dolph, and Kearney, I think, start smashing like they bought the plates and i get you can do whatever you want with them but wait till you get them home you know what i mean but they start smashing flanders's uh commemorative plates on the ground and flanders basically goes nobody move or i unleash the hose right so homer gives him a dollar buys the hose and he's just like fine i'm not selling another object until i know that these possessions of mine are going to a decent home Right, and you just see comic book guy like, yeah, torn corner, whatever. Throw a comic, an action comics, back to where he found it, and everybody puts the objects down, and then Barton Millhouse come up with two boxes of books. So they give him this speech like, we're just two young boys, and we promise to take care of these books. They will expand our imaginations, and Flanders is pretty much like, I haven't heard a single bad word. Sure, fine, no problem. He's like, there are no bad words in these books because I cut them out. And then you just see Nelson come up by the jar, and he says, thanks, reaches into the jar and says, adultery ass, and Flanders is just, and this is why I carry a fan. So he sells Barton Millhouse books, and they pretty much light him on fire, throw him into a pit. Bart attempts to jump the books. Well, he, he jumps the books. His skateboard is on fire because it reaches so high. He blows it out, and... Millhouse is supposedly supposed to be filming this, but he's got the smartphone facing the wrong way, and you have a cut to Millhouse saying, look, Bart, sorry, I had this filming, or facing the wrong way, it was filming me, and there's a shot of Millhouse, you know, basically digging for gold up his nose. Bart's a bit disappointed, but they find a book that wasn't damaged in the fire, and it turns out that it's Edna Krabappel's diary. Now, for those of you that don't know, I mean, Edna Krabappel has had, the character had romances with pretty much every man in Springfield, but I think Mason, you know, if it's not her romance with Principal Skinner that you remember the character for, you probably remember her romance with Ned Flanders. I mean, they were husband and wife, and then she just passed away. That was it, you know? So, it's Edna Krabappel's diary that's what they come across bart starts reading it and then um millhouse says no that belongs to ned flanders you gotta give it back to him and bart's just you don't have a single bad bone in your body do you and he's like hey you know i did take karate lessons until i had an allergic reaction to my gi then you have a cut to 
Milhouse in a bubble in a karate class with a bumblebee in there, and he's just panicking. It's it honestly, it's great. So Bart opens the diary, realizes that it's Krabappel's diary, starts reading it, and then he's just like, you know what? I forgot that Flanders and Krabappel got married. I don't need to see the dark side of another marriage, and throws the diary on the ground. Milhouse just comes in with, okay, let the oceans have it, Bart. They'll hide any sin. And then there's just this pan to Fat Tony, Legs, uh, Frankie the Squealer, Johnny Tight Lips, and Louie with uh, Frankie the Squealer face down in the ocean or the river. Or some sort of creek bed, I guess. And Fat Tony's just like, you'd think so, but no, right? Basically, they're trying to dispose of Frankie the Squealer, and Frankie the Squealer comes out of nowhere and says, look, yeah, it's because I'm not dead yet. And then Johnny Tight Lips starts firing at him and... Oh, you know, um, Louie just thought the boss isn't going to like this. Fat Tony comes out of nowhere. Fat Tony's uh, voiced by Joe Montagna, by the way, who's also, who was also a cast member on uh, Criminal Minds, for those of you that just, there's a bit of a tidbit for you. So, you know, uh, Louie just comes out of nowhere. Oh, the boss isn't going to like this, you know, because Frankie the Squealer's obviously still alive floating down the river. Or at least I assume that, even though Johnny Tight Lips, like, let off several shots into the river um but you know the boss isn't gonna like this and fat tony's just like i am the boss and louis just like yeah but do you like it and, no and whatever anyway uh bart and millhouse get the diary get back on their bikes and then ride back to bart's treehouse so bart and millhouse get back to bart's treehouse start reading the diary and you know millhouse is just like you might regret this Maybe not today. Bart's just like, that's enough. Give me the diary. They open it, read it, and then Milhouse is just like, did she say anything about how well I cleaned a gerbil cage? Because if not, it's probably a fake. Well, it's in there. There's probably, along with some more. And then they find out where uh, Super Nintendo Chalmers, you know, Super Nintendo Chalmers, Chalmers, sorry, English is hard today, uh, hides his car keys. So uh, apparently he hides them on on the sun visor in his car in the driver's seat, on the driver's side. So Bart and Milhouse go to Chalmers' house, get into his car somehow. I don't know. They're already drawn in the car, so they're already animated as they're in the car. So I'm assuming he left the, the doors unlocked. I don't know. Or whatever, if you don't want to delve too far into it. They're in the car already. So they're in the car. They find the keys and sun visor, start the car, and go on a joyride, right? Milhouse opens a glove box and finds that he has a free yogurt. Chalmers, anyway, has a free yogurt from the car wash. So Bart says, let's just... Drop the car off the car wash, go through the car wash, get the free yogurt, and then just not come back, not bring it back. Millhouse, the perfect crime. So, you know, fast forward, next scene, you've got the, you've got Bart and Millhouse in Chalmers' car. They pass Chief Wiggum and Lou, who are in a squad car with Chalmers in the back seat. And Chalmers is like, there they are, go get them. And, Chief Wiggum turns the lights on, but the car doesn't move. Bart then, still with the diary in his hand, goes back to school to find out what's go- what goes on in the teacher's lounge, because obviously I'm pretty sure that uh, Krabappel's teacher's lounge, you know, access code is in there. So he punches in a few numbers, opens the door, and then finds out that the school staff are basically working. The, the staff lounge is pretty much a sales office. Um, you know, and at one point in my life, I did that. It was very brief. It lasted a grand total of three days. But, you know, um, the entire lounge, teacher's lounge is a sales office, and they're just, you know, trying to sell, 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 because that's, well, obviously, 
the goal of working as a salesman is you sell, sell, sell. And, you know, Skinner is trying to sell this person one hour on a deck chair. And uh, Hoover is trying to sell another great opportunity. And you see, I think, the gym teacher, you know, holding our, uh, putting a sign up that says coffee is for closers. And Bart's just, oh, so your night school jobs during school hours, you're working your night school jobs during school hours. Last takes a photo and then cut to a scene where Bart and Milhouse are in a church. And Bart's reading the diary. And here's where it gets interesting. We get into the meat of the episode where Bart um, reads this passage from the diary about a spiky-haired after-school buddy. And he, mis- he thinks it's him. Um, spoiler, Krabappel was actually writing about her cat. And I'll get into that later on down the line here in a little bit. But, you know, Bart thinks that spiky-haired after-school buddy is him. And he thinks that Krabappel was talking about the potential that he has. So then you see a montage of Bart basically growing up. He's high school, university, graduate. He's working at a company. And then last little bit is employment at the White House. Which, and to be fair, like, had I not seen this gag all the way through, I know it's the Simpsons and whatever. They poke fun at everything. I was like, okay, well, Bart's the president for a brief second. Nope presidential chair tester and he asks i guess who the president is when he gets paid because it's been three weeks and the president just shuts the door i thought that was cool honestly because i'm thinking for a brief second bart's the president nope just the presidential chair tester that's a cool little bit there thinking that mrs krabappel is talking about him bart uh, resolves to basically live up to the potential that he thinks that Krabappel saw in him. So, musical montage of Bart helping out other students around the school. He lifts this little girl up to take a drink from the fountain, writes not in in place of, like, Skinner is a wiener, but it's, it's instead of Skinner is a wiener, it's Skinner is not a wiener, and then Skinner sees it, smiles, takes a selfie with him, puts the photo up in his office, Willie is looking for, I guess, the garbage or the compost. Bart directs him, and, you know, Nelson and Jimbo and the rest of the bullies are looking for a place to put Martin, I guess. And Bart opens that locker door, they shut it, the rest is history, right? So then, like, Bart is in art class, and he's taking a pop quiz, and... Like, the art teacher is the same teacher, or at least it's drawn in the same style as the art teacher from an earlier episode or from a season long, you know, many, many eons ago where I think this is the same style of art teacher where Bart thought, I think, because he had a voodoo doll or something, that he impregnated his art teacher, but that was, like, many, many seasons ago. Uh, Then we go to... Basically, Bart takes that pop quiz, gets an A on it, and Marge has a cake. They're celebrating, and Bart's like, what's the matter? Jealous? To Lisa. And you're wondering how I did it, aren't you? And then she's like, no, not all my thoughts are about you. And then pretty much, like, you just hear this audible of Lisa going, how did you do it? How did I bet he cheated? How did he do it? 
all my thoughts are about him. Think pony, think pony. And then there's this thought bubble with Bart as the pony, which I thought was cool. I mean, it made me chuckle, right? Even all these years later, even though I don't watch The Simpsons on a regular basis, this show still does make me chuckle occasionally. So next, you see uh, Lisa just wonder, how did he do it? Must have cheated. Nope, Marge brings out a cake. And then either way, like both Lisa and Marge go up to Bart's room because they don't believe that he got the A on his own. And Marge's like, how did he do it? Do I have two, you know, outstanding achieving children? And Marge is like, come on, Marge, it's Bart. Who am I kidding? So she cleans his room and then can't find anything to disprove that he got that A. And then Lisa comes in and is like, yeah, you had no luck, Mom. You mind if I take a look? Lisa basically turns the room back into a mess, asks Maggie, like, come on, Maggie, how did he get that A? Maggie points to the treehouse. And, you know, Lisa goes up to the treehouse. She's like, of course it's in the treehouse. Lisa goes up to the treehouse and, you know, he starts reading the diary, right? Bart comes up, surprises her. And then, you know, because he believes that Mrs. Krabappel has believes that he has all this potential he's just kind of sort of off in his own little world and just wants to believe that Krabappel saw a bunch of potential in him. Lisa stumbles upon the page where Krabappel was writing about her cat but you know does is she cruel or does she lie to Bart just to have him believe that Krabappel thought he had all this potential. So it, I mean it pains her and you can see that but at first she d- decides you know what yeah, Bart, I believe in you, and then just decides to lie to him instead of sort of, you know, being cruel and breaking his heart and sort of hurting his feelings, which I'm pretty sure a lot of people have been there. Like, do I tell the guy the truth, or is it easier just to lie to him so he'll be happy? I thought it was interesting that after, you know, Lisa decides to let Bart believe that Krabappel had seen all this potential in him, that, like, she just starts having anxiety attacks because she's letting Bart live this lie, right? Which, you know, we all, I'm pretty sure, have had to make choices like that. But, you know, to see it play out on The Simpsons, it's just you can get away with it, I guess. And, you know, she's breaking out, and Milhouse comes over to her and offers her, like, lotion. She's like, no, I'm cool, I got it, it's okay. Uh, and then you see Bart hand Willie a bunny because he heard that Willie was lonely. And Willie was like, lonely Scotsman? What are you talking about? Uh, but I will take your bunny for my stew. So I'm thinking, dude's going to cook him, right? But I mean, it's the Simpsons and it's Willie. So, you know, you cut back. Willie's in his shack now and just, he's got a bowl of stew. He's got stew on the stove. He's got a ladle and a bowl, right? So he puts some in the bowl. I'm thinking the rabbit's in there. But this goes to show you, I really haven't watched the show in like eight, almost 20 years. But so, you know, he puts the stew in there and now... He puts the bowl on, say, like this perch or this like wooden um, pallet crate thing where the bunny or the rabbit is seated. So, and he's got a crown on the, he's put a crown on the bunny, right? Do you like your stew? And then I'm going to fatten you up and then, you know, just, oh, he just, Willie's talking to the bunny like, do you like your stew? Because then I'm going to fatten you up and throw you in the pot and what have you. And it's just... It's the typical, like, polarizing Willy bit, if you will. Polarizing, like, groundskeeper Willy bit. Then you sort of, like, you 
cut to Lisa just going, oh my god, I'm helping him live a lie that could ruin him, and then Lisa goes to Dr. Hibbert, along with Marge, and then Dr. Hibbert's like, hey, is there anything bothering you? And she's just like, no, nothing out of the usual, like artificial intelligence taking over and other global disasters. And Hibbert basically prescribes children's chewable Xanax. And of course, the only thing missing from this scene here was the fact that, like, Dr. Nick didn't walk into the room. Not that we probably haven't seen him in a while, but I mean, just like, why not have Dr. Nick walk in at this instance? And then Marge just pipes up like, hey, I don't want my baby on drugs. And then he just says, Marge, talk to your doctor about Troxidone. And she's just like, you are my doctor. Well, what a coincidence. And then he runs through the side effects of Troxidone. And then, you know, Bart, we cut to a scene where Bart gets this award for most improved because he's basically really helped out around the school and around Springfield, right? And Lisa has to pretty much lead the school in a round of He's a Jolly Good Fellow. And she does that. And then Bart just stage dives, crowd surfs, and they take him to the, uh, take the highway to the laser tag water park. And then you cut back to the school auditorium where Skinner finally moves on to item two, which is don't do drugs. And Lisa's just like, I don't. Fine, it works. It's great. Cool dismissed wrapping up the end of this simpsons episode here bart decides to uh, enter the school spelling bee because he's on a roll so to speak and then he plays this clip to lisa from his phone and just like you know it's the school cheering him on because he won that award and it's bart 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 not lisa and he's just like i wish you hadn't had them do that he's like, yeah but you know um, so he enters the spelling bee, and Lisa's like, you sure? Spell pneumatic. And he can't. And she's like, but spelling bees are really public. And she's like, yeah, it's okay. I'm on a roll, right? So he enters the spelling bee, and Skinner, you know, selects him first, because he's technically the most improved student at the school. And his word to spell is interlude. And he says, um, well, can you use it in a sentence? And Lisa just comes out of nowhere, even though, like, she just wants Bart to learn his lesson. It's not your job to save him. She's rushed up on stage, is backstage, and just pulls Bart off stage to her. And then she's like, listen, I have to explain something. And basically, like, reveals the truth to Bart that what was in that diary about him having potential was about Krabappel's cat. And, you know, Bart's crushed, starts crying. Lisa's not happy either. There's a bit of crying on her end. But then she's like, oh, well, look, I've got no bumps, no more anxiety. And, uh, you know, so you cut next to Bart, all upset in the treehouse. Marge actually brings him up dinner, and he's just like, Mom, I'm going to go over the edge. Like, he's really just dejected and upset and disappointed. I'm going to go over the edge if you, you know, try to make me feel better. And she's just like, mm, sorry, and then she leaves. Ned Flanders is next up and comes up into the treehouse and basically tries to explain to Bart, like, look, you know, do you know that Edna and I nearly left Springfield? And he plays this clip of Rod, Todd, Edna, and himself at the Flanders family table. There are three votes to leave Springfield from Ned, Todd, and Rod. And they all give the reasons why. Um... Todd is afraid of a ladybug. Rod is sick of Homer using the birdbath 
as a bathroom and we never get into Ned's reasons as to why that he wanted to leave Springfield but uh, Kravapal just basically said no I can't because you know boys like Bart Simpson need me just to show them that like there is good in them and you know there's the shot of the cat that comes across the table she sneezes the clip ends and Flanders is just like look we wanted to leave she was allergic to the cat but you're nothing to sneeze at you know what I mean and they like this is basically where the episode ends um aside from like a musical outro which I'll get to but you know Ned wants to give thanks they do and then you cut to this or sorry Ned wants to give thanks they do and then Bart gives the diary back to Ned and you know he leaves goes back to the house Rod and Todd are at the table Ned say, or Ned comes in and then Rod looks over like hey did you fix Bart he's like yep and then you know, what do you have in your hand nothing Ned rushes upstairs and he gets almost to the top of the stairs and then reads the the page or like one page in it and it says Ned made my closes this says, I don't want to read any more those are her thoughts opens it back up and says made my living dream come true and starts crying and I'm not gonna lie I almost cried okay like I know it's an animated series I know it's a cartoon I know it's the Simpsons I it just I knowing all that it's still like it, it got me right you know in the pectoral it, it got me right in the um cardiac pectoral if you will and I it was it was beautiful okay it was a great way to end the episode and then you get sort of a musical outro as a tribute to Edna Krabappel which I thought was a great way to end the episode itself and to be honest I actually really liked this episode for not watching The Simpsons on a regular basis in like just about 18 years um, I watch it every now and again just because it's The Simpsons are still on and I to be fair like the fact that the show is about as old as I am and still on the air and still going is something to behold I tell you but I mean, there it is, my review of The Simpsons Season 32, Episode 12, Dairy Queen, the tribute to Edna Krabappel. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please comment, like, share, and subscribe. Subscribe here to Lee Dickey TV on YouTube. Subscribe to both my podcasts, The Own Nostalgia and The Beats and Speaks Podcast, on your favorite podcast app and player of choice. Visit my official website, LeeTDickey.com, and follow along on social media. Remember to leave a review and a five-star rating if you would, please. And thank you. Now that all that is said and done, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, please comment, like, share, and subscribe. Find this episode as an audio form, in audio form on the Beats and Space podcast as part of the Simpsons miniseries that I started last year. If you guys want to listen to the first episode, I will link it in the cards and in the description. All right, I've been Lee Dickey. This wraps up another video. Thanks again for watching. Take care, and we'll see you later. Peace! LeeTDickey.com